Hello and welcome to the 50th episode of Inherited Will, a One Piece podcast. A weekly podcast discussing each week's manga chapter and a reread of past chapters. My name is Thomas. And my name is Jordan. Now I know what you're thinking. 50th episode. Surely they've got something special planned. Uh, but, and this may surprise you, didn't realize this was the 50th episode until about two minutes ago. Yeah, same. So, uh, <laughs> that didn't happen. Yeah. So, uh, look forward to episode 100, though, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> for sure something special coming then. Yep. Uh, we do actually have a comment to read this week. Um, from our episode on chapter 1044. Uh, as a reminder, this was the Nika equals Gum Gum uh, reveal chapter. Perfect. Uh, Stime Time says, Oh, I'm so glad I'm not the only one who was not thrilled about this chapter. One of my biggest gripes was the the Gorosei never went after Luffy, the guy who keeps shouting Gomu Gomu before his attacks. If the world government didn't have some sort of database on devil fruit users waiting for the keyword rubber to appear in some Marines report, then it brings me no joy to report that the world government is less capable of running the world than the people who run the One Piece wiki. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it was rough out there, and it still is. Yes. Uh, I think our opinions on that chapter remain well documented in the episode in question. Uh <laughs> Stime Time does an excellent job of summing up that particular issue, though. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with all that covered, though, we'll be jumping in. But before we get started, I'd like to ask you at home to leave a review, a like, etc. Uh, share us around. We'd appreciate it. Uh, then we'll be jumping right on into 1047, then later chapters 570 through 579. Oda did us a favor here with this one. It's nice. Uh, I think my favorite part is Zoro. <laughs> uh, holding up a hot dog to Momo? Well, in my headcanon, this is... Uh, hmm, how do I explain this? Sanji obviously is not feeding him. Uh, so <laughs> in his head, him picking the hot dog up off of the grill counts as like a big achievement in the cooking world so he's standing there very (laughs) proud of himself with the hot dog held high because he's sustaining himself right now and that's a big move so yeah (laughs) momo's coming in Uh... to steal it obviously like zoro's not looking at momo you know i suppose that's true uh your explanation is the only canon i had (laughs) said thank you uh I think my favorite part is the little palm tree in the O for One Piece. Wow, subtle. I like it. It's very cute. Yeah. And uh, there's Brooke there, unconscious, getting a tan. (laughs) For sure, for sure. Yeah, trying his best to, at least. He and Jimbei just kind of chilling. I dig it. Mm -hmm. Having a nice nap. And I suppose that takes us into the chapter 1047, The Sky Over the Capital. Bring it on. <laughs> Starting off strong, uh, going almost immediately into a flashback. Uh, Yamato really wants Momonosuke to sort out this flame cloud situation, but apparently it's hard, man. <laughs> it's rough out there. Yeah, well, 
<laughs> He's never done it before. What do you expect? Indeed. Uh, like I said, though, pop into a relatively brief flashback uh, to just before they time travel. Toki here wants him to go. He doesn't want to. And that's pretty much where it ends. <laughs> um, yeah, he's inspired by Kinemon and pushes forward. He obviously is reluctant about this, but he uh, <laughs> he goes. Yeah, this poor kid is snotting all over the place. Uh, but yeah, Kinemon wants them to go forth and allow them to die as samurai. And that inspires him to get his heck and nap together and go forth and make his mom proud. Fortunately, in the present, he's doing a poor job of that. But uh, I'm sure he'll sort it out before all is said and done. Yeah, he's got the motivation now. It'll all work out. Indeed. Quite so. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, back at the fight, though. Last we saw Luffy, he had just seized a lightning bolt from the heavens. We were freaking out at the time. But that might be uh, like the end of this fight or something. Fortunately, it goes nowhere. <laughs> he misses and gets bopped in a big way yeah, sure by does. Kaido. Sure heckin' does. Gum gum lightning. Not Luffy's most efficient technique, it turns out. No, but interestingly, he does, like, alter the lightning. When you say alter it, what yeah, do you mean? I think that this... I mean, it has a more, like, defined and repeating pattern once Luffy gets a hold on it compared to the other lightning bolts that we have seen. Um, suppose that's true. Maybe that's just a natural effect of a lightning bolt being thrown. Yeah, no one We've can never really seen say. it before. <laughs> yeah. But even compared to the other lightning on this same page, like, the outline is thicker on it, it's rougher, uh, and like I said, the repeating pattern at least stands out to me but it's just it, i don't know maybe that's nitpicking but i found it weird uh agreed such is the way of nature uh yes luffy gets bopped immediately after tossing it though poor him uh luckily depending on how you well, it's lucky depending on whether or not you ignore like almost the next panel uh <laughs> But he grabs onto another bolt of lightning, spins around it, launches himself back at Kaido, but merely gets slammed in the face again. Uh, yeah, you can tell that he was setting something up here, but uh, it it doesn't work out for him, actually. Mm -hmm. You see in the panel that uh, where he gets slammed, he threw a kick at Kaido's previous location. But alas, Kaido's not there anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, it would have been... Well, yeah, I can't really tell what the, the you know, bubble in him is doing there. Like, you would think that he would make it big where he was hitting, but it doesn't look like it quite got there. Yeah, it does look like that's the intent. He's trying to move the air down to his foot. But Kaido, well, by instinct have to say, but Kaido moved mm. before he could do it. But but his foot has already gone through yeah. where Kaido was. Yeah, it's a little weird. Um, Maybe he was planning on stabbing his foot through Kaido, like he did with his fist a couple chapters ago, and then send the air through the leg uh, 
to make Kaido's head inflate from the inside. Uh, there we go. Sure, that works for me. <laughs> this is the only canon I'll accept at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one, so we'll keep it. Uh, we did, I guess, hard confirmation to something I was pretty much convinced of for many years, but apparently Kaido indeed didn't have any devil fruit powers. Uh, you just said uh, Kaido. Uh, and that's who I meant. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one talking up hockey. So clearly uh, that means this is just his natural form. Of course. And the shape shifting <laughs> is just, is just you know, the way that Kaido's hunt. Yeah. Not in ancient times. No. Only in the present. Right now. <laughs> ancient Kaidos were very different. Yeah. We'll get into that uh, in episode 100. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, misspoke it is in fact roger who didn't have any fruit powers surprising probably nobody but nice to have it confirmed i guess sure yeah i'm i'm glad that he didn't say like mm, yeah roger did some weird stuff too like that would have been extremely disappointing indeed i mean people have suspected for a long time i've always thought these people were wrong but people have had the theory in their head that roger also had the Gomu Gomu fruit. Well, of course people would uh, think that. Like, Indeed. The, yeah. <laughs> the, but that's like too obvious of a, a parallel for our boy Oda. Agreed. I mean, I'm not entirely sure that Oda's above that anymore, but uh, well, I'm glad to see it's not true. <laughs> that's a fair point. <laughs> Indeed. Um, Kaido slams Luffy into a rubbery floor, uh, but Luffy simply bounces back up. Only to get slammed again. <laughs> yeah, Kaido's no uh, schmuck. He's he's learning in this battle just as Luffy is. So Dude, he's really getting his butt handed to him. Poor guy. It's rough out there. Uh, I do appreciate that Luffy made an effort to block this one, though. That's pretty good. Yeah, pulls out the hockey. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Good on him. Doesn't help him. Still gets slammed in a big way. Even got a bump on his head. Yeah, this one looks painful. I would have liked it if, since Luffy is upside down in this panel where you see him having just got smacked with a bump on his head, mm -hmm. if the birds were also upside down. Yeah, it would have been a nice little detail. But can't have these like cartoon birds having their blood rush to their head. So That sounds dangerous. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> in the interest of bird safety, I will allow this. Uh, are you going to allow what happens to Kaido next? Uh, I mean, I'm getting grabbed, grabbed, and then uh, like having his flesh almost like pulled off of him. Uh, well, in Luffy's defense, Kaido has this coming for sure. It just, who oh boy, I guess. Well, actually, I don't know. Maybe stuff like that happens more often, but uh, I would assume that that's still him making him more rubbery i also assume that to be true but like again i don't see how that helps like it, it has to be well it doesn't have to be but it could be happening almost accidentally on movie's part which i would find pretty neat uh agreed kind of seems like maybe a few times this applying rubber to other things thing might have been accidental because in the previous page, I don't see how Luffy benefits from 
the rubber being or the ground below him having been turned to rubber it's still like rock (laughs) it's just rubbery rock so it probably still hurts and then he's not prepared for a counterattack when he bounces back up. Right. If he would have been prepping an attack of his own, sure. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I don't, I don't know that a uh, blunt force really does much to our boy anyway. So like, right. yeah, I would just take the the floor. Right. And he even says "whoa" in that that's panel. Oh, that's as true. Being surprised. Yeah. Okay. Confirmed. So I guess he doesn't yet have full control over this, which makes sense, considering he unlocked it five minutes ago. Right, so. <laughs> but like the that's still kind of contradictory to the description that we got. Like, if he's able to fight how he pleases, then why are things backfiring? Like, why aren't things going his way? Something about this is weird. Certainly something screwy is going on. Uh, but not as screwy. It's Kaido's face changing all the time. So it's backfiring on both sides. Okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Sometimes his nose is bulbous and his teeth are all weird. Other times it's skinny and his teeth just have some fangs. What's up with that, Kaido? <laughs> uh, It's just so that the original sketch of Kaido can be more in canon. <laughs> I'm sure that's true. Classic Oda, trying to always loop it back to the beginning. Well done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The man has plans within plans. Oh yes, that's definitely true. Uh, Kaido, though, regardless of how we feel about it, he's not pleased that he's been nabbed by Luffy from above. (laughs) Uh, He tries his best to remove Luffy's sticky fingers. Uh, Tries a couple things. He slams his arm with a club, still doesn't let go. Transforms back into dragon form and launches some cutting attacks. Still no good. <laughs> it's holding on tight. Jesus. Yeah, these ones, finally, Kaido has, like, an actually good plan. <laughs> like, his spiky, his spiky club hasn't been doing anything to the guy, and it took him this long to be like, no, yeah, I should cut him. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's true. I mean, for sure, that is a little bit weird, but, like, with the hockey of it all, he's definitely been dealing considerable damage. For sure, but like, I mean, to me, Kaido has seemed like the kind of guy where if he knows someone's weakness, he's going to exploit it to no end. Like, I don't know. Sure. Up until now, it hasn't really felt as though he's like needed to resort to that. He's been doing just fine with his more traditional methods. That's true. That's fair. Okay. Uh, then we take a hot second to check in with the people of the capital. Uh, still having a great time. They've finally gotten to the sending off the boat balloon part of the festival. They're all hyped up. All right, the festival's coming to an end. Tomorrow we're going to be slaves again. But for now, sure do hope I get to live for another year. <laughs> <laughs> time to party hard. Indeed. Oh boy, what lofty dreams the people of Wano have. Yeah, such a fun little place to live. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're all like genuinely overjoyed at this like brief moment of respite they get once a year. When it's all that, you have, yeah. <laughs> Balloons going to the sky. Motoko having a lovely time. 
Tenju guy smiling, but he knows what's actually going on. Uh, he's not up to date with the current affairs, of course, but uh, he knows there is a war being fought right this second. Yeah, that's got to be a weird position to be in, huh? Indeed. Gotta pretend as though you're having a jolly time, not stressing while you're showing the little girl around. Who is also probably like crying inside because her dad died like yesterday. She does say, find the way to daddy to the yeah. uh, the lanterns. So, yeah, definitely still thinking about it. Poor Otoko. Yeah. Uh, then we pop back up to Kaido again for a second. He launches his one millionth blast breath of the fight. <laughs> uh, scorches Luffy in a big way. Uh, he's not smiling anymore. I'll note. That's a big time frown. Yeah. Oh, man, love. Uh, then we're back inside for a little bit to check in with the Warriors of Wano. I really liked this uh, this exchange. Me too. It really like embodies the samurai spirit that we've been mm -hmm. shown so far. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At first, they're like, oh no, we're going to die because Onigashima's going to fall in a hot second. But like, well, that means that Kaido's defeated. So if we all fall to our deaths, that's victory. Uh, yeah. But if we survive, that's a Kaido win. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they don't dwell on it. Like, they all pretty much think of how their small sac well, I mean, pretty big sacrifice, actually, um, <laughs> will lead to happier times for people that they care about. And that's just great. Mm -hmm. They're all genuinely pleased about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's pretty dope. Yeah, makes a... Uh, it kind of shows more of, like, well, I don't know if there was really much of a question to this, but more of why Hyogoro has, like, all of this respect. Because he's the one that starts it all off. He's the one that, he's the catalyst here. So, like, yay. For sure. Uh, Kid, judging from his face, feels differently. <laughs> oh, yeah, he doesn't want to die. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, he doesn't have as much as a of a personal stake in Kaido being defeated. He wants Kaido to go down for, like, the street cred, and he wants to live, of course. But uh, Kaido going down does not help him in any personal way like it does with the samurai. So, not quite as invested in his defeat, I suppose. Not yet. Not if it means he's dying. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. He has his limits. Quite. Just like Usopp. Yeah. Not Hamlet, though. Hamlet has no limits. Yeah, truly the invincible man, Hamlet of the giraffe pants. <laughs> uh, not really sure why we checked in with Usopp, aside from maybe a hot second of comic relief that I don't really think we needed. Um, but that also isn't the first time that uh, Usopp's gonna live no matter what mentality has been contrasted with the samurai's uh, honorable death uh, business. Yeah, so, it's a recurring thing now. I wonder if something more is going to happen with that. But like what? I haven't got a clue. <laughs> but it's this, this is the second time this has happened. Yeah. So I feel like it's got to be heading towards something. Usopp's going to die. <laughs> For sure. And it's not going to be noble. Nope, just going to happen. <laughs> Indeed. He'll drown right now. So in a sense, Jimbei and Raizo will be the ones killing Usopp. Nice. Great. <laughs> As it was foretold many years <laughs> ago. Uh, on 
the flip side though uh of that happy moment of usopp dying mm-hmm. uh Orochi's still alive and uh doing better than he kind of has been throughout this conflict because the uh sea stone nail has fallen out of his body wherever it was it's not there anymore correct <laughs> orochi does seem to think he's also going to die here he says things like, I'm going to take you down with me, taking your precious daughter to hell with me. Uh, and I guess he already did not account for this scenario because she looks pretty spooked <laughs> by the whole thing. Should have had a second nail. Yeah. Um, I sure hope this is not turned into a situation where Denjiro simply swoops in, deals the final blow, and saves her. Um, I'm rather attached to the idea of Hiori killing this man but Denjiro's got to do something eventually. You keep so, saying uh, that. <laughs> I'm going to say it until the fight is over and I'm proven wrong, which uh, got to hold on to that dream, you know? Yeah, I mean, this one this one feels more like it to me than many of the others that you've pointed out, but, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm with you. I think him taking out Orochi would just be awful. I, mean, I wouldn't call it awful. Denjiro's got as much of a beef with Orochi as any of the scabbards, but not as much as Hiori has. Well, and yeah, and that's already been already built up. Like, yeah. Yeah, it would be bonkers to me. Indeed. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Maybe Hiori also has... Well, she doesn't have a sword. She gave it... Uh, I mean, she maybe has a different sword, but she gave her special sword to Zoro. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that, I guess. Um, maybe there's a second Enma. Enma 2. Yep. Tuma. There's, a, there's a sword in the instrument she's been playing. <laughs> I would believe that. Yep. <laughs> uh, then we pop back outside for another hot second. Uh, Luffy's got some words for big man Momonosuke. Uh, Apparently, it is Luffy's plan to create the biggest fist that anyone has ever had in any form of media. Yeah. Punch Kaido with it, and also punch through Onigashima too. But he doesn't want to do that second bit if it could be avoided, so Momo's gotta move the island, like, now apparently yeah i don't see uh, how you stop a fist of this size mm-mm. kaido's pretty big but not that big this fist is basically the size of onigashima mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. half of it which is still daunting indeed uh so that's pretty wild the way luffy says i'm gonna put an end to all of this makes it sound as though this is going to be his final attack of the fight, which, if true, would be pretty weird <laughs> based on what Oda has allegedly said in the past. Uh, there's an interview, right, from um, like the Great One Piece magazine or something, allegedly. I tried to find like an article <laughs> or something, mm-hmm. like detailing... Uh, what was actually said and the closest i could find was a reddit thread with a whole bunch of stuff 
And then separately from that, a One Piece podcast article detailing some of those things that were in the Reddit thread, but not this bit I'm about to tell you about. So I don't know. I can't say for 100% certain that Oda actually said this, but here we go. Okay. Supposedly, in that interview, Oda said something to the effect of, I'm not quite sure yet how Luffy's going to take down an opponent as strong as Kaido. I don't think that the readers would be satisfied if the reason he could take him down was simply because his punch was so strong. I guess Luffy and I will have to figure something out together. Uh, This was in 2016 that he said this, supposedly. And yet, here we are. (laughs) I mean, here's Uh, here's the thing. It's not just strong, it's big. (laughs) I suppose that's true, but in Luffy's case, big equals strong. (laughs) That's the way gear third works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some pretty serious hockey on there, too. But, like, even then, it's still just making the punch stronger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, that, combined with how savage of a beating that Luffy was taking throughout the entire rest of this chapter, make me think that this is perhaps yet another fake-out victory. But I don't know. Maybe this is really the end. Maybe Oda simply changed his mind and decided, you know what? Luffy's punches are big, but I can go bigger. <laughs> and that's, that's what he did. Maybe Luffy's just using this as a way to motivate Momo more seriously. But that feels like too, thinking too far forward for Luffy. Yeah. Plus, like, Kaido's in his big form right now. You know? Mm-hmm. He's been known to tank hits in that form i guess he's slower but except for that one time that he wasn't (laughs) um uh but i see no reason why he can't just turn back into his uh his smaller form and just like well if he's planning on punching through the island he doesn't have anywhere to go i guess no and he's still holding on like luffy's got the island is in theory gonna move but yeah you're right he he is grabbed yeah that's a good point um so yeah, Kaido confirmed dead. Best chapter, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and uh, probably everyone on Onigashima, too. So I feel like it would just be smarter to, like, grab Kaido with the big fist and fling him into space. Uh, Yeah. Or, like, use the hand that... Just, like, move your fist, man. <laughs> Take the fist that is currently above Onigashima and Kaido. Move it to the side <laughs> and punch sideways <laughs> instead. <laughs> Again, that's thinking too far forward for Luffy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And maybe, like you said, this is in part just trying to motivate Momonosuke into getting his act together and doing what he's been supposed to be doing for ten chapters. It feels um, kind of out of character, though. Like, unless Luffy's really trying to take this sort of big brother role to momo which might feel a little weird because now momo's kind of older than him but also not (laughs) kind of it's a weird situation and i'm dying to see what happens next (laughs) for sure i'm still kind of in the camp that this is a fake out but i think i would like it better if it was yeah for sure but we'll find out in two weeks 
uh there is a break next week uh it's not an Oda break. It's a Shonen Jump Golden Week holiday break. So there's a very good chance that uh, the fan translations and the spoilers will be out way early this time. So be wary of that, those of you who traverse the internet. Uh, next chapter releases May 8th, officially. And that takes us into the reread. <laughs> It's from Luffy knocking people unconscious to being knocked unconscious himself. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's, he was unconscious for like half of this, it feels like. Uh, for sure. He's still unconscious at the end, yeah. so still counts. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, Full credit. So, let's see. There's like, you know, a few big things that happen in these... 10 chapters or so uh is that right yeah yeah first and foremost garp further proves that he's the best which should surprise no one but still makes me happy yes i'm a big fan of this bit it's one of my favorite parts of this arc yeah the build-up to it it does take some time and it takes a lot of people to even get luffy to the point where garp has to interfere and then he makes this huge entrance where it feels so daunting, and he plays it up so well. Yeah, Garp could have simply walked down the ramp. Yeah, oh <laughs> he yeah, was on totally. The execution could've. platform, but he chooses bid jump to slam down right in front of Luffy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Good old Garp. He's quite the actor, and uh, I'm always here for it. Quite so. Uh, so soon after that, Ace is freed, and we get some pretty dope stuff. <laughs> I love pretty much every panel with Luffy and Ace here. They're all just, they're bangers. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the chemistry is immediately apparent, both in, like, you know, the moves that they're doing and their banter. Um, the choreography is sweet. The layouts are fantastic. Like, it's really good really good fight for it I, it's not even that long it's like a few pages but it hits hard mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. these two back in the day were quite used to fighting as as a squad you know but mm -hmm. it's been a few years since then but it's once they finally reunite and they're back on the same side it's like they didn't miss a step <laughs> they're right back into it as though no time has passed and that just attests to the strength of their bond yeah, I like, like it a lot. E even though they've both grown so much in the number of years it's been, like, yeah, they mm -hmm. they fall right back in and adapt really quickly. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. And Ace didn't even have his fruit powers the last time they, like, fought together. Hmm. Yeah. So it's not, like, a matter of practice, you know, it's just they know each other so well that they fight well together, regardless of, like, how well they know the others move specifically right and they know themselves like they're both mm -hmm. very good with their powers so definitely a dangerous duo quite so it's almost a shame that oda pushes the high so high <laughs> before <laughs> an extreme low later oh yes which is really the next thing that i'd like to talk about <laughs> mostly because well, I find, I mean, okay, so, like, yeah, Ace dies to Akainu 
punching a magma fist through him sure but uh, spoilers yeah <laughs> oops but really what ace falls to is an emotional attack which akainu's been doing more and more so like it it kind of shows his intelligence i don't know how like you know book smart the man is but he can at least read people pretty well and knows how to get them to react in the ways that he wants them to you trying to tell me that you didn't read the sbs where it's revealed that kainu has a doctorate in pirate murder <laughs> i mean i think he has the experience equivalent type deal for sure like an honorary degree um but yeah uh yeah that's it's not uh, hmm. I'm not saying that I don't think he believes what he says about Whitebeard being a failure and all that. Like, he pr he probably does genuinely believe that. Um, That's not why he said it. Right. He was trying to go Ace. Yeah, just based off of Whitebeard's crew and what he had seen from Ace and Luffy and knowing that they're blood brothers. Like, mm -hmm. he saw little strings that he could pull and he got what he wanted. Like... It sucks, <laughs> but it's also, <laughs> like, it's what makes Akainu really all the more terrifying. Mm -hmm. And even before, when he was trying to play similar games with uh, with Squard, I don't think he actually thought that Squard was going to take out Whitebeard, you know? But the idea was to sow seeds of discord within the affiliate crews. And it almost worked, but, you know... Whitebeard's got big dad energy and reigns it back in in a big way. He sure does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he has quite a few touching moments, that Whitebeard man. Uh, Ace's final words being, thank you for loving me, hits hard even now. Oh, yeah. I've reread this many times over the years and seen it many times in the anime, mm -hmm. but gives me chills every single time. Right. I mean, especially right after getting the flashback of like, him wondering if it would be better if he was just not born. Mm -hmm. Fuck, man. <laughs> Makes perfect sense for him to end up with Whitebeard and to care so much. I totally get that. Mm -hmm. Found found family is just f fantastic to read about. I love it. Quite so. And I also love that Luffy gets to both embrace and support his brother in his final moments like he accomplishes his task which is great but then i mean it's it's all removed it's all taken away from him but still in the end he gets that touching moment and that i mean it means a lot to me <laughs> he needed something there quite i've never been a huge fan of ace himself you know i like him he's cool but not like one of my favorite characters. But this scene still hurts, not so much because of the death itself for me, but Luffy's reaction, right? Oh, yeah. I care so much because Luffy cares, and it hurts him so badly. Like you said, they've come, they basically got what they wanted. They showed up, they rescued Ace, but two chapters later, <laughs> uh, everything that they've worked towards for the last... I don't know, 50 chapters, however long this impel down thing has been going on, mm -hmm. taken away from him 
right in front of his eyes in in one move too like mm-hmm. oof poor luffy it takes him to a point that like both jinbei and eva seem terrified that this like emotional damage is going to kill luffy because it's piled on top of his physical exhaustion yep oh man poor guy breaks down remains unconscious for the rest of this chunk and beyond godspeed luffy see you on the other side he'll be fine uh so sadly blackbeard shows up and uh this is i mean he gives whitebeard an end that is not not quite as touching as aces um he whitebeard does like he gets a few flashbacks and some thoughts on his life right like he Mm -hmm. thinks of his rival slash friend uh you know mr roger and dr roger (laughs) you can't prove that (laughs) um and and he also thinks of like his origins with well maybe not origins but his earlier days as a pirate so he does get some sweet bits sure uh but he is still forced to fight and be taken out by someone that he once genuinely loved like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thought of him as a son yeah that sucks like i think it's fascinating that whitebeard was betrayed by his trust twice i get that there was no way for him to like know in either situation that these people would turn on him and i mean blackbeard didn't technically turn on him he did in the end but there was beef well before that um but for like for a man in charge of such a powerful crew where love and trust is everything which kind of mirrors luffy's own crew for him to be taken down by someone who had that trust and broke it is interesting to me like the the message that oda is ultimately sending here is that no matter how much you love and trust a group of people there's still a chance that someone will take advantage of that and stab you in the back and that's weird (laughs) Yeah, that is a bit of a strange... I mean, I I was going to say it's a bit of a strange takeaway, but that implies that you're in the wrong, and that can't be right. Um, <laughs> I mean, it totally could be. I don't... Maybe maybe I'm taking that in a weird way, but, like, the, the two big times that... I mean, obviously, Whitebeard was old and sick and tired and all of this like he even says to squard like oh you you thought that that attack would kill me like get out of here but (laughs) silly squard yeah but it's still it, it still caused so much to happen like it was a catalyst even if it didn't do mortal damage to him um and then besides that blackbeard does do mortal damage so like that he does and then some like he he well I don't, we don't know what he does necessarily but he effectively like desecrates the body in some way or he pulls out a tree from his body and it has a fruit on it i don't freaking know but yeah 
I'll have words on that in the hot second. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Please go on. To <laughs> I would imagine that Blackbeard specifically being the one to take Whitebeard out. It's probably especially hard on Whitebeard because Blackbeard isn't like one of the oldest members of his crew or anything. But he joined as a child. So Whitebeard, in essence, raised this guy to adulthood. Mm-hmm. Then to have him be the one to, to take him out would be like if Buddy <laughs> was the one to kill Roger in the end. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I can't definitively say that Buddy didn't do that, but it's not... <laughs> The way I understand it currently. <laughs> yeah, he could have disguised himself like Mr. Three did, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think it's interesting that we see like the four like big new members of a uh, of Blackbeard's crew that just joined him from Impel Down, mm. and to this day we know almost nothing about any of them. We know their names, and we know their like titles. But aside from Katarina Devon uh, having the Kitsune fruit, uh, don't know a dang thing about any of the others. One of them's really big, and one of them likes to drink a lot. Yep. <laughs> uh, those are literally parts of their name, but that is true, for sure. Yeah, I just... I mean, I guess we could have made the guess that Crescent Moon Hunter Katarina Devon equals dog dog fruit model kitsune obviously yeah that's on us <laughs> yeah uh but avano or avalo pizarro the corrupt king got horns what's going on there <laughs> yeah <laughs> is he an oni race like uh kaido confirmed yes <laughs> <laughs> it's canon uh even shiryu right who has all is already more of a character than those other guys. Mm-hmm. We've gotten more on since then, since we know he has the uh, the invisibility fruit now. Oh, uh, that's true. Time's running out, Oda. Gotta explain those guys eventually. Yeah, the entirety of Blackbeard's crew is somewhat of a, an enigma to me. Like, I know they're scary. I know I don't like them. <laughs> I know the general gist of the members, but like. One of them just looks like a wrestler. What's up with that? <laughs> uh, that's everything you gotta know about Jesus Burgess. Right? Like, great. <laughs> I'm I'm willing to accept that, but I would like some more. Uh, before we move on from Blackbeard's crew real quick, mm. I would like to air a brief grievance. Go for it. People like to uh, talk smack on Jesus Burgess and Whitebeard's crew just in general. Wait, Whitebeard? Uh, because, uh, yeah, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> gotcha uh, twice, man. <laughs> uh, Blackbeard's crew, specifically. Mm. Because of how big of a thrashing Burgess got Andres Rosa from Sabo, right? Especially since Burgess is, like, the leader of the number one squad of uh, Blackbeard's crew were one of the higher tier ones. Mm-hmm. So people are having a hard time. I don't think this is the common opinion, but I have seen this around having a hard time wrapping their heads around how these guys are probably like the end game opponents for the straw hats, you know, but what I don't understand is why people have such a hard time 
wrapping their heads around the idea that uh, other characters, aside from the Straw Hats, can also get stronger than arcs. <laughs> That's not allowed. Yeah. What are you talking you think about? They're, they're literally just hanging out, eating pizza all day or something, and... Yeah, Not I mean, look anything? at Crocodile. He's obviously the same as he was back yeah, in Alabasta. Clearly. And that guy got a massive power boost for hanging out in jail. <laughs> <laughs> the Blackbeard Pirates are literally seeking power. Yeah. Powers. They're hunting down devil fruit abilities blackbeard is not gonna pick some chump (laughs) like yeah exactly he's got plans and we can't even imagine what they are so yeah he's got plans on top of his plans and that's the way he's lived his life for 40 years apparently Mm -hmm. um again that's not the common opinion i'm sure but i've seen that one around and uh it's got me cheesed off about it. Shame on you, whoever said that in the Reddit thread once that one time. Also, Sabo is, like, confirmed pretty dang buff. So... Yeah, Sabo's strong. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are they talking about? Come on. Oh, jeez. A whole batch of who beans from me, sir. Yeah. <laughs> the crop was hardy this year. Indeed. Uh, how do you think Blackbeard stole Whitebeard's power? Well, like I said earlier, maybe he just pulled out a tree and it had some fruit in it, but I don't see why he would need complete darkness in that situation. He just didn't want to reveal his trade secrets, that's all. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, and I also don't see how that helps him actually have the fruit. Like, Marco yeah. points out, oh, his body's weird and he says it like it's common knowledge mm-hmm. you know at least among the, the white beard pirates he's mm-hmm. like oh as we all know he's got a weird body what the heck does that mean marco <laughs> yeah be more vague please indeed but you're right it does kind of seem like the reason that the method he uses the steel powers and the reason that he can have more than one at one time are separate issues yeah and that one you said we're like oh maybe he just like pulled out a fruit like an apple or something and <laughs> it just became the the quake fruit that's a popular theory i can get behind that um but one that i think is less likely but more fun that i've seen around is the theory that blackbeard similarly to crocodile has a natural enemy that weakens him like how Crocodile can't turn to sand when he's touched by water. What if Blackbeard can't fully turn into darkness while he's being touched by light? Yeah, I think you've you've mentioned that to me in the past, but how does that help him? Like, how does that... I'll tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll get to that immediately. So... When the light is touching him, right, he can't fully transform the darkness and thus can't use the full extent of his powers. Thus, when the black sheet is thrown over him to block out the light, he can fully absorb or fully turn the darkness and use his power of gravity stated to be able to suck in anything to simply draw out the devil within Whitebeard's fruit into his own body. Uh, this also explains why he can't turn his body into darkness like a normal Odia under ordinary conditions. Right. Yeah, I think that's actually where you brought it up before. Um, mm-hmm. And I like that a lot 
so that checks out. I'm I'm trying to sit here and wrap my head around the darkness pulling out the devil in the fruit. Like Well Well, I guess he could just well could he just pull it out of someone then? Like why does I don't think that it'd have to be dead for him to do this, if that's what you're getting at. Yeah. But doing it to Whitebeard under ordinary circumstances, probably pretty rough. Right. So you're saying if it was some Joe Schmo that just had a devil fruit, he could probably, just under under yeah. complete darkness, just kind of take it from him. But in Whitebeard's case, he probably did have a fruit on him and then well but he yeah i guess he probably wouldn't want people to even know about the whole fruit thing that doesn't seem to be common knowledge yeah we haven't even been outright told that in the story we just saw it happen the one time so right i would imagine i mean probably even the world government doesn't know that for sure otherwise they would probably have gotten the goma goma fruit <laughs> Pretty, centuries ago yeah right like that would feel easy enough mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hmm. it's all very suspicious but i think the most likely explanation is the fruit idea as opposed to the uh darkness being weakened by light thing but both work for me so it's also a little weird <laughs> Something I just remembered. Hmm. Because uh, back in that uh, Sabo versus Jesus Burgess fight, there's a bit where like uh, Burgess is like leaping at Sabo with a knife and he's like, I'm going to steal your power or something like that. Leading people to believe that it's like a special knife that Blackbeard has and that they lent to Burgess to be able to steal the fire fire fruit if need be uh i hate that idea because i don't understand how that works yeah but... what like there's been no talk of a special you know metal alloy that when it touches someone it it sucks the devil right out like what yeah not sure how that works but burgess had a method it seems on dress rosa but maybe he just well Maybe the plan was simply to kill Sabo. He had an apple in his pocket and bam, boom, done deal. Yeah, but I, I gotta say, if I was in the One Piece world, I'd have fruit on me everywhere <laughs> I went. Yeah, if you live in the New World, always carry at least a few apples on you. Just in case. <laughs> uh, not apples. You gotta be. You gotta be careful with those. Otherwise, doctors won't be able to fix you up. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um so that's enough on blackbeard yeah <laughs> forever i'm yeah. sure he'll never show back up yes <laughs> uh the only other things that i really have are i mean uh in this chunk jinbei has continued to grow on me which is nice um he i mean he goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with akainu on multiple occasions he had a hole burned completely through him uh gets launched in the air by a sand tornado and like still holds on to luffy throughout all of that mm -hmm. just because he's decided mm -hmm. it's the right thing to do and because he 
covered his hands in sticky sap before coming here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for a shark, <laughs> it could probably happen. Uh, Excellent forethought on Jimbei's part. <laughs> mm-hmm. So maybe I'm just getting old, or maybe Jimbei's another solidly written character. Who can say? <laughs> and he's blue. Yes, that always helps. <laughs> Big appeals for you. And then, I mean, in the end, Kobe gets to somewhat redeem himself, and Shank shows up. I mean, I guess he just happens to need that extra, like, three seconds that Kobe bought him. <laughs> I suppose so. But it's it's a shonen manga. People, especially people as important as Shank, are going to show up at the most dramatic time. So that's just kind of how these things work. For sure. For sure. I just... Yeah, I guess I didn't quite understand why he couldn't have been there earlier. Like, he definitely would have known oh. that this was happening. Well, that's explained. I don't think it's explained yet, but oh. we find out at some point that Kaido also wanted in on this uh oh. And Shanks went to yeah. hold him off. I do remember that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Never mind. You're off the hook this time, Shanks, but we still got our eye on you. Yeah, always going through that man with a fine tooth comb. Indeed. Uh, that's that's all I got here. Uh, okay. I think we covered all my stuff too. I only had two funny bits this time, which I think is more than I've had in total for the last few. Uh, and one of them is pretty much the same as it was. Uh, <laughs> the people of the world, right? Waiting with bated breath for the video feed to resume. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then finally, in the climax of this battle, it finally does. But it's Buggy again. <laughs> Surprise, Buggy the Clown here to entertain the masses with his uh, his incompetence. Just a classic, hey everyone, Buggy here. <laughs> Love this. Indeed. Um, let's see, there's, there's a panel... That's just a close-up of Whitebeard's face. Uh, and the angle is such a way, and his mustache is such a way, that Oda threw in a speech bubble that just says, Grin, to make sure you know what's going on under there. <laughs> uh, for sure. That's when, like, Ace, like, gets released, right? That, um, that page. May No. No, I want to say that that's actually later when he's, like dying almost oh i see when he's being just uh you know pelted with attacks he mm -hmm. turns and is like haha the new age will be okay wasn't that just classic white beard right yes it is half a face but still going strong mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh my only other one is this wasn't like meant to be funny as far as i can tell but i'm deeply amused that uh Inazuma was just riding inside of <laughs> Ivankov's hair all this time. Yeah, yeah. With a glass of wine, not a drop mm -hmm. spilled. Oh, yeah. Very comfy in there, I guess. There's a lot of hair, so, like, yeah. yeah. Make yourself cozy. Mm -hmm. all, like, I imagine that, like, half of a New Kama Island, or the New Kama uh, level 6.6, .6, whatever it's called, uh, populace, to probably fit in there. In a pinch, for sure. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, I have another, and it is that. 
the cover of 578 has the crew all laying down and, you know, doing some cloud watching or some such, with many birds around them. And unfortunately for Zoro, one of them uh, lands with one foot on each of his eyes. <laughs> and people wonder how he lost his eye during the time <laughs> The man's just careless. <laughs> oh, man. Poor Zoro. I wish you the best, but mm-hmm. I'm also deeply amused by your pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, a good end. Indeed. Uh, guess that pretty much wraps up all the silliness of the hour. Uh, next week, or rather whenever the next episode comes out, we'll be covering chapters 580 through 590. So look forward to that. Like I said before, there is a break next week to the Golden Week. The next chapter releases on May 8th. Be wary of spoilers between then and now. It'll be a nightmare out there. Uh, feel free to send your thoughts on this new chapter in via email to inheritedwillpodcasts at gmail.com, on Twitter to at inherited underscore will, or in comment on the platform you're choosing. I'm especially interested in knowing if you actually think if this uh, fight's about to end imminently with Big Punch or not. Let us know. Yeah, we can't uh, figure it out. Maybe you can. <laughs> Indeed, our brains are simply too small. Um, but as always, thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>